Today we start a series called Groove, Finding Your Tempo in a Chaotic World. In high school and into my early 20s, I loved to go to dance parties. That does not mean I knew how to dance or know how to dance, but I loved to go all across the Midwest to these dance parties to see different DJs and different styles of EDM music, EDM, electric dance music for all you who don't know. And from slower music like house and trance to hardcore music that made it feel like your head was going to explode, I've heard it all and I've tried to dance to it all. Maybe dance music, and, and still I listen to a little EDM, I gotta admit last night my family had a little dance party and there was still something on my phone so it synced this morning in my car as we got in to come here. So we had a little uh, dance party even on the way here. But maybe dance music isn't your thing, but I imagine all of you love some kind of music. And maybe it doesn't make your head bob or your body move, but it might do something deeper and move your soul. And just like music, we need to find a groove in our lives, a tempo in our lives, a healthy rhythm in our lives. Now, the word groove has two main definitions. One is a musical definition, that a groove is a constant rhythm that you can follow and dance to. So you can find a great groove and you hear people say, man, listen to this groove as they're getting down to a certain rhythm. The other idea is like this dirt road or a path that again and again is traveled down that you wear these ridges or grooves into that so when you go down it again, it's easier because you already have a groove in it. So when I say finding our groove, it's about developing these tempos, these grooves, these rhythms in our life that relate to all different areas of our life. And over the next weeks, we're going to talk about different areas of our lives that we should develop grooves in. Some of the areas we'll talk about is speed. We'll be talking about voices we listen to, habits that we develop, and the influences that we have and experience from others. And today is about finding the right speed of life, that right right pace of life from minutes to hours to days to weeks to months to years, what is a good speed that we can maintain to be healthy people? From the very beginning, God created a rhythm, a temple, a groove of rest and work from the days of creation and creating day and night to seasons to God establishing a weekly rhythm, God has created grooves and tempo to life. Before the incandescent light bulb, and when it was more of an agricultural society before the Industrial Revolution, most of life was based off the seasons and rhythms of the natural clock. When it was sunny out and the days were long, you worked. And when winter came and the days were shorter, that's when the days and work days even got shorter. This meant that throughout the cycle of a year, there'd be different rhythms of rest and work. Now with the advent of the lights, because I think we've all been only around since this has been around, we can work 24-7, not even be aware of the weather that's happening outside and never take a break or time to rest. Currently, it's spring in Maryland, and I'm happy it's spring. Spring in Maryland is beautiful, except, except 
if you have allergies, then it's probably not real beautiful. But all of the flowering plants and trees everywhere give the sign of new life bursting forth. For some reason, the winter this year felt extra long for me. I don't know if it was COVID or just not being around a lot of people, but it felt like it just drug on a little bit longer. But I love spring. And with spring, there's this sense of anticipation of summer and all of these outdoor activities, everything growing and springing into new life. And and if you're a gardener, you've probably already planted those seeds and you're waiting for them to bloom and potentially get a harvest a little bit later in summer. This next week, as Jen mentioned, the farmer's market begins. And it's a great thing to watch as throughout the summer, different produce comes. We had to coach some people along the way that some fruits and vegetables are seasonal. Because when you go over to the grocery store, you don't even always think about the seasonality of fruits and vegetables. You just expect them to be there all the time. But in reality, Things are not growing all year in Maryland. And so if you want fresh fruits or vegetables or different things, they'll come at different times and different seasons. So earlier right now, you might see some vegetables coming. As it goes a little later, you'll see berries and then apples and other things as we go through the summer. Each step of summer gives you a different crop and a different type of abundance. Now, before you know it, I know I'm going to talk about, but summer will come to an end and fall or autumn or harvest time will be upon us. I love the colors and smells of the autumn. Those orange pumpkins, the warm apple cider or sitting around a bonfire and all these golden colors as the leaves change on the trees, but to browns and all of these colors are signaling that summer has ended and this once fruitful season is dying in a glorious display of colors. Yes, it is a beautiful death, but it's still a death. And if you're not paying attention, all these seasons can go by so quickly. And you wake up one day and you're like, the trees are bare, what happened? And winter's upon us. And winter is a whole different environment. As all these flowering plants now go bare. I'm originally from Wisconsin, so winter was about two months longer. I don't miss that too much. But what I do miss is those crisp, clear mornings after you got a big snow the night before and the storm has moved on, but nobody has touched the snow yet and it's just glistening in the sunshine. It's like a million prisms reflecting back the light of God's beauty in all this white glory to us. And then in the middle of the harsh, cold winters, you have Christmas. I know for some holidays are hard, but Christmas for me is a sign of light and life and hope that it's not going to just be bleak and cold forever. Then before you know it, you pass the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year, and the cycle begins again. The days lengthen, spring comes, summer, fall, winter. God has created a speed even in that. None of us can change the seasons. Well, some would argue they're changing a little bit, but overall, we do not have the power in our control to change God's rhythms of life, of work and rest and even seasons. God is the one that has created grooves, created tempos, for life. 
and for us. In Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 2, we read, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to harvest. Seasons are a part of life. Temples and rhythms are how God has designed it. We read in Genesis 3, 1 to 2, So the creation of the heavens and earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. Even at the beginning, we see God created not just seasons, but a weekly tempo, a weekly groove, a weekly rhythm for life. And God did not rest on the seventh day because he was tired. God does not get tired. God is an omnipotent, all-powerful God. And when he created all things, at the end of that creation, he was not one iota less powerful or tired than he was before he began creation. The reason we look at the seventh day is that seventh day was created for you and I. That God created us as human beings with a certain tempo and groove of life. He created us that we should not just work all the time, but even have weekly times of rest. There's another word that God uses right away in this passage, and it's the word holy. And the word holy can mean things like set apart, consecrated, subject to special treatment. In other words, God told us that one day a week should have a different tempo, a different feel, a different flavor than all the other days. And scripture tells us that this day should be for resting and delighting in God and others. When the Israelites were slaves in Egypt for over 200 years, there was no Sabbath, there was no rest, they were slaves. They had no choice but to work 24-7. When they finally were delivered out of Egypt, God established this weekly Sabbath for them. Do you know that the Sabbath is in one of the top ten of God in the Ten Commandments? It's embedded right in the middle of worship God alone, don't have idols, don't kill, don't steal, don't covet, and remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. It is right in there of importance to God and for us. The Sabbath reminded the Israelites that they were not slaves, that they could take a break, that they could rest and trust that God was still in control, that they were free. Jesus restates this in the New Testament in Mark 2.27. Then Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people, not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. In other words, God as our creator created us with a need for rest. We are not slaves to work. That we are designed to have a temple in life where we not only work, but we rest. And when we neglect rest, when we keep going too fast, it's only a matter of time before something breaks. Something breaks in your work, in your health, relationally. But when we rest, when we take a break, when we recalibrate, when we rejuvenate monthly, weekly, daily, it can lead towards health. 
But to practice these grooves in our life, these tempos in our life, it, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes energy to make this happen. But it's better to take the energy now before later on your life derails because you didn't make that time and space. And there's four main things that affect your speed in life. One is your personal limits. All of us have certain personal limits in our life that will affect the speed that we can or should live, live at. And it's interesting that whatever speed you're moving at, usually we're kind of critical of others. We might look at people who are moving slower and be like, wow, they're lazy. Or we might look at people who are moving faster and think, wow, they're crazy. And somehow our speed of life is the right speed of life. But the reality is each one of us has different levels of energy and needs a different speed that we should be moving at in our life. A second thing that affects our speed in life is the people around us. When I moved from the Midwest to here, there was two different paces of life. From the Midwest to the D.C. area. I can tell you, we move a little bit faster here. And I don't mind that. I felt like in the Midwest, we were moving a little bit too slow. So this works for me well. But depending where you live, it affects the pace of life. It also affects you what type of family you're in. You might be in a fast-paced family that's just go, 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 go. Or your family might be slower paced, taking it easy. Or your spouse might be that, or your child might be that. But the people, or your work might be that, but the people around us affect the speed of our lives. A third area that affects the speed of our life is your age and position in life. It's normal to slow down as you get older. I was just having a conversation with somebody the other day about this. That it's normal to slow down as you age, and that's okay. And sometimes with aging comes retirement. And if you no longer have to go to a place of employment and you're retired, that also changes your pace in life. If you have to be up at five o'clock every day and now there's nothing telling you have to, maybe you're sleeping until six or seven or eight or noon. But your age and your position in life affect your speed of life. And a final thing is your health. Your health affects your speed of life. If you're healthy with no medical issues, you might be able to move at a certain pace. But if you have medical conditions, it can affect the speed that you're able to function at. All this to say, each one of us has a speed that is right for us. And to find it and maintain that speed is important for your overall health. We fall into a trap wanting to move at somebody else's speed if it's not healthy for us. But we need to find a speed that works and is healthy for us. Every year near the town of Le Mans, France, there's a 24-hour auto race called Le Mans where this race tests both people and cars to their limits. The car is driven for 24 hours straight at top speed while they switch out drivers along the way. Now, this race was portrayed in the movie Ford vs. Ferrari. And for a car to run at its limits for 24 hours straight, it demonstrates a high level of auto engineering, but also how drivers are able to drive this car that fast for that long. 
And when you think about it, you might think that the fastest car would win the race. But that's not always true. Often it's a combination of the car and driver. If the car breaks down and doesn't make it to the end of the race, there's no way that you're going to win the race. If the driver doesn't drive well, you're probably not going to win the race. But both of these components together lead to a win. We need to have a plan and a speed to find a healthy life. So I want you to take a look at your life and think about what these few questions. First, what speed is healthy for me? What speed is healthy for me? Next, what speed is healthy for the people around me? And third, where can I adjust my speed to become more healthy? If your life is frantically running from one thing to the next, if there's no margin in your life, if when you show up in a room, the stress level goes up because you are just moving too fast, you probably need to think about slowing down. Now, on the other side, if you're like the sloth in Zootopia who works at the DMV, It might be time that you start moving a little faster. Because sometimes it's not just a matter of slowing down. It might be speeding up. If you're a follower of Jesus, we look back to Jesus as an example. For what kind of tempo, what kind of groove did Jesus create in his own life? You cannot find a scripture, as far as I've seen, that talks about, and Jesus was in a hurry. And Jesus rushed to the next thing. You get the sense that he was on a certain tempo and pace. He was tuned into this tempo of God and set a healthy pace and accomplished everything God would have him accomplish throughout his whole life. And this is one of the key verses I read about Jesus in Luke 5.16. And it states, but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness to pray. Do you see one of the key words in here? It's not just pray, but it is the word often. That going and finding this space and time was a part of Jesus' groove. He didn't go to the wilderness to pray once. He didn't just pray for 40 days at the beginning of his ministry. He was constantly revisiting this place of prayer as a groove, as a temple of his very life. This passage in Scripture is also embedded between two very busy parts of Jesus' life. So you see that Jesus was doing a lot, and they stepped away to pray, and they stepped back into the busyness of ministry. So I ask you again, what is the speed of your life that's healthy for you? What is the speed of your life that's healthy for those around you? And what are the areas of speed that you can adjust? 
God has invited us into a healthy groove and speed of life. And I love the story of Scripture because we can break it into, down into four movements. Creation, the fall, the rescue, and restoration. And God has created everything in all of us to be with him. Not just to hurry along doing things. He has created us for relationship with him. But we often choose our own ways in our own speed in our own life. Just like Adam and Eve. Instead of choosing Obedience, they chose rebellion. Instead of leaning into God, they ran away from God and the whole earth and creation broke. We call that the fall. Choosing to live a life devoid of God, thinking that we know better. But God did not abandon people to their own destruction. He came on a rescue plan to bring people back into relationship with him so that people could find a healthy life, a healthy groove for their existence. And through Jesus' death, we discover forgiveness and healing and freedom from sin. And through his resurrection, we are given the power to be and do the people he has created us to be and do the things he's created us to do. And one day it tells us that he will restore all things. That he'll bring it all back into the right rhythm, the right groove, the right perspective. But for today, for today, the first thing we need to do is say yes to Jesus for the first time. And if you've never said yes to Jesus, I would encourage you to make that decision to say yes today. If you do that here today in person, I'd encourage you to fill a connect card because we'd love to follow up with you, encourage you, pray for you, give you a gift. If you do that online, we'd love you to indicate that at our website or in the chat. And we'd love to follow up with you and give you a gift and pray for you and encourage you along. Because I believe to have a healthy life, we need to put God in the center and find his rhythm and groove for our lives. Let me finish with this, and I've used this before. Experts in navigation have a rule of thumb called the one in 60 rule. And what it states is that for every one degree that a plane is at off course, in 60 miles, you'll be one mile off course. So if we break that down, that would mean that if you're one degree off, after one foot, you will be 0.2 inches off course. After 100 yards, you will be off course by 5.2 feet. After 60 miles, it will turn into a mile. And if you go around the equator, after one revolution, you will be 500 miles off course. This morning, I'm not telling you to change all of your life in the speed and pace of your life. But if you're willing to make a small course correction today, over time, you could end up in a much better place. I would encourage you to take a look at your life in light of who God has created you to be and find a healthy groove and speed for your life. Let's pray. Father God, we are grateful for your word. We are grateful for just our understanding of our existence. And you have created us, not just for work, but for rest. And not just for rest, but for work, God. You have created us as people who are designed to function at a certain healthy temple of life. 
And may you help us find the right speed. And maybe we're functioning at the right speed or maybe we need to make some adjustments. But whatever it is, may we find the speed that we could bring a restful presence wherever we go. That we wouldn't be moving too fast or slow, but keeping in step with your spirit. So God, may you help us make those course corrections today that will pay dividends over time. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.